Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin? Or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there? You just have no clue how to get it out? Or maybe you want to know the Bible better, and you're looking for any resource to help. Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And we love to study the Bible, and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of Scripture, we have found that bringing back the context of Scripture adds to our understanding. It actually adds color to the black and white pages of the text. Erica. Yes, Veronica. It is the end of June. Oh my. Yes. Summer's going to fly. It is. It's actually technically not the end of June while we're recording this. But when it plays, when it, it releases. Be. Right. But Axe has taken us a little bit little longer. Little <laughs> That's okay. Yep. Because we're technically on our 24th episode of Axe. Right. And we're studying Axe 24 today. Oh, yeah. So, so a chapter not, a week. Yeah. Not too bad. Hopefully, you've all been enjoying. Right. The different colors, sometimes a little spicier. Right, yeah. <laughs> Color, yep. brighter colors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's a little more muted. Sometimes it's a little brighter, bolder. Right, a little more action-packed. Other yes. times it's a little more walking along the road, looking at flowers. Yes, like our mom and dad do. Right. Hi, right mom now. and dad. Hello. Hope you're walking slow today. Yeah, because <laughs> you're walking. <laughs> yes, but... Hopefully, one of the things we've been trying to just point out is how many times Paul's at the synagogue. The believers right. are at the synagogue. Right. We've used social media to try to help you see some of those things like went up or synagogue or Sabbath just to keep it rooted in the Jewishness. Right. Because probably we read it. I know I have read it and I've never really paid attention. Right. Yeah. And just you see how the synagogue and Sabbath dictates a lot of their life. Right. You yes. know, their travel plans definitely revolve around the yeah. festivals and the Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. just, that's a regular, almost anchoring point for them. Right. It influences their rhythm of life. Yes. And, and we all have those things that yes. influence our rhythm of life. But yeah. we're trying to show you again, Acts is right. foundation. It's rooted in synagogue, Sabbath, and scriptures. Right. How do you like Good my five S's? Yes. My alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Erica, let's get started. We left off last week, Veronica, with Paul on his way to Felix yes. in Caesarea. And we ended, I believe, with talking about Felix and Drusilla, the Jewish yep. princess. The beautiful one. The beautiful Jewish princess who this big, ugly monster made <laughs> <laughs> fall in love. But unlike Beauty and the Beast, I don't think they have a happy ending. Oh, Yeah, I don't think so. He gets married a third time. So Felix... <laughs> and she's wife number two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Felix agrees to hear Paul, but he's going to wait for the opposition to arrive. So he puts Paul up in Herod's palace at Caesarea. That's so, not too no, bad if you're he's in a palace. Not living in a dungeon. He's a Roman citizen. Okay. But he could be chained still to Roman soldiers. I'm not really sure when he would be chained and when he wouldn't be chained. Okay. So maybe he's free during the day to walk around. I don't know. So he has or some freedom. Or they just freedom. follow him around. Right, exactly. <laughs> bodyguards yeah 
Chapter 24, the high priest, remember this extremely morbidly obese, corrupt high priest and his entourage arrive. And by this point, Paul's friends have obviously heard what's going on. Luke very easily is now with Paul in Caesarea, potentially Mm -hmm. some other people, because they are responsible for Paul's food. Um, Rome did not feed their prisoners. Which I found fascinating when you said that. It kind of felt like debtor's prison. Yeah. We talked about that in the parables. Yep. So if Paul wants to eat, they need to bring him food Which, daily. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a verse in Hebrews of remember those in prison. Oh, yeah. True. You know, yeah. why is it important to remember those in prison? Those believers right. who are in prison right. and take care of them. Because nobody else may. Right. If you don't have family, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the high priest shows up. And he shows up with Tertullus. Okay. Tertullus is the best Roman lawyer in the area. So this high priest is sparing no expense. He wants Paul dealt with, and he wants Paul dealt with now. And he's going to the Romans, not the Jews. Right, because it's a Roman court. Okay. So that makes sense. Okay. Here's the way a court trial would work back then. Felix, the governor, is judge and jury. But he has counselors to help him figure out uh, his decision. A secretary would take down notes. It was open to the public. So Paul's side could be there. The high priest's side could be there. And then the, the lawyer would confront Paul to his face and publicly acknowledge, here's our list of crimes we say Paul has done. Paul would then be given the chance to defend himself. Like in America, Roman justice went, you are innocent until proven guilty. Oh, interesting. So it's not assumed Paul's guilty. Paul has a chance to defend himself and say, no, I am innocent, and here's why. Felix, as governor, as jury and judge, has the right to decide what the actual crime is and therefore what the punishment will be. Okay. And if Felix wants, he could stop at mid-trial and just end everything and he could let it drag on for days like that. And so he can nothing. do whatever he's yes. in the mood for. If he this has is entertaining, control. right? If I'm liking what I'm hearing, right? If you present a better argument, right? And persuade me, right? He's totally okay. in control. Or if I don't like you and I want to irritate you, I can put it on hold for two weeks and okay. just make you wait. Okay. Let's hope I'm in a good mood. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And I would butter up then. Well, that's a good point. Because keeping that in mind, Tertullus, the lawyer for the high priest, Mm -hmm. gives opens up his opening arguments with this amazing amount of flattery. To Felix? Felix. Yeah, I would too. Yes, and nothing he says is true. Felix was incredibly corrupt, crude, horrible, mean. So this is not an accurate biography This is of not. Felix. Yes, he is totally just schmoozing. It's part okay. of the game. Right. But if I want you to vote in my favor. Right, I'm going to say it. I'm go- Yeah. Whether it's true or not. Right. I'm just going to make you sound amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's not true. Okay. Uh, at the same time, Luke very likely condenses the trial. He doesn't give us the whole scope of the trial. He just sums up each person's arguments. Okay. Obviously, Tertullus would have given far more. Uh, Paul very easily could have given more in defense of himself. So this is just condensing the whole thing. Um, Now, similar to what happened with Jesus, 
the Romans weren't too concerned with Jewish scriptures sure. and Jewish arguments. Sure. So you can't present a Jewish case in a Roman court. They could care less. Right. So just like, like an with, inner family squabble. Right. Yes. Keep it within the family. Right. Leave us out. Right. Exactly. You're wasting our time. So just like with Jesus at his trial before Pontius Pilate, this high priest has to put um, Paul's crimes in a Roman perspective. Right. Here's right. what I've got to build a case right. that Rome is going to care and right. want to weigh in. Yes. On. Okay. Jesus was officially killed for being an insurrectionist against Rome. Sure. For claiming not to pay taxes, for trying to lead a revolt and setting himself up against Caesar. Those were the reasons he was killed, according to Rome. Well, the high priest now, I guess Tertullus, the Roman lawyer, has to do that for Paul's crimes. Right. So Which, pa right. Paul has kind of given right. a little bit of. <laughs> right. You can appreciate how they could spin his life. Sure. You know, they probably accused Paul of civil and political crimes. He stirs yeah. up the people, yep. gets mobs inflamed, <laughs> dangerous to the peace of Jerusalem and the relationships between Rome and Israel. And you could see mm -hmm. how you could make that case with Paul. Mm -hmm. He does see Paul to be gets a passionate. <laughs> right. But in verse 5, Veronica, Tertullus describes Paul. And mm -hmm. what does he say about him? According to my Newer Testament by Brad Young, after all, we have discovered this man to be a real menace, an individual who stirs up dissension among all the Jewish people throughout the world. And a ringleader in the sect of the Nazarene. I found it fascinating when that was pointed out to me. Yes. A sect of the Nazarenes, but a sect of what group? What sect do these Nazarenes, what bigger group? So I think what you kind of need to, I don't like to use the word, um, oh, and it's gone now. I'm not sure what word you're thinking of. Uh, we all have churches of Denominations. Yes, denominations. Thank you. In a way, an easy way to help people understand this is the Jews have denominations. Yeah, within sect or Judaism. denominations. Yeah, sect you could. is S-E-C-T. Right. <laughs> is a better word. But with that, you would have then the Pharisees. Yes. Would be a group. The Sadducees. Yes. The Essenes. Yes, the Zealots. The Zealots. So then, therefore, this is just another branch yes. within the whole of Judaism. Yes. And what it does is you kind of identify, oh, if I say I'm a Pharisee, if I say I'm a Nazarene, you kind of know where to put me yes. within the Jewish beliefs because not every Jew believes the exact right. same thing. Right. So they are still putting Paul yes. within your Jew, right? and I'm going to define you by the Nazarenes to say what here's type what type of Jew are you mm -hmm, and who your Messiah is and what you yes. think about um, resurrection. Right, or, how you view scripture. Right. Right. I found it fascinating, Veronica, that was, yeah, that was an excellent way to state it, that this is coming from Paul's enemies. Right. You know, if anyone has a reason to push Paul out of Judaism and claim he's no longer Jewish, right. it would be them. It would come up now. It would come up now. But even they are forced to admit he's Jewish. Mm -hmm. He's living Jewish. He's acting Jewish. Mm -hmm. He is Jewish. But he's a part of this sect of Judaism, this denomination we don't approve of. Mm -hmm. He's one of us, but he's a, he's a black sheep of us. Mm -hmm. And... um. You know, there's actually, and I've learned this recently, there was actually 
for the next 400 years after Paul, there is a group of Jews that were called Nazarenes throughout the Middle East. And the church fathers actually wrote about them and said they're Jewish, but they also believe in Jesus. They act completely Jewish, but they believe Jesus is the Messiah. And they're called the Nazarenes. Now, after 400 years, they get wiped out due to different things in church history and their history. But this is so a they would stay with kosher food, circumcision, yes. Sabbath, the Sabbath, the festivals, mm-hmm. the yes. temple. They can't because the temple eventually gets destroyed. Right, it's a huge story. Maybe one day we'll talk about <laughs> I know. it. Erica likes all. Have you all figured out? Erica geeks out on the history part of oh, this. Oh, it's amazing! It just adds so much color. It's so if you ever want Erica to geek out on something, <laughs> bring up some history. Go to no. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our social media. Go to Erica's website and just tell her, hey, geek out on this for me. Right. <laughs> I do. I love epi- reading Special about- episodes we could yes. release once in a while. Yes. All right. But so your point is Tertullius, is that his name? Yeah, Tertullus. I Tertullus think. is saying, Paul, you're within Judaism. Right. You are a Jew. You're right. just in this sect. Yes. That we don't like. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, yeah, that's the point. Perfect. And then he goes in, continues to talk about what happened in Jerusalem and it's fascinating to read the way everybody represents themselves. You know, the Roman Tribune, I think in chapter 23, makes it sound like he snatched Paul and protected him from this massive mob because Paul was a Roman citizen. Well, that's not the way it really happened. Right. Tertullus makes it sound like, hey, we were having this really legitimate trial trying to bring this fanatical terrorist to justice. And your tribune marches in, snatches him out of our hands for whatever reason. And now we're here taking up your poor time, Felix. So, hey, all you've got to do is ask Paul questions. He'll reveal that he's horrible and needs to be judged. But we're innocent in all of this. Felix is like, Felix doesn't buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, whatever, Paul, it's your turn. And Paul, it's interesting to read his opening versus the Roman lawyers because he doesn't grovel or give flattery. He's careful but truthful. I like, I cheerfully make my case for defense. Right. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Right. Well, yeah, it might have been a little bit exaggeration (laughs) at that part. But he acknowledges, Felix, you've been around this area long enough. Mm -hmm. You know about the Jewish people and our ways, so I feel okay defending myself before you Because I think I've got a fair shot because Mm -hmm. you do know us and understand us a little bit. I went up to Jerusalem to worship at the temple. That's it. I didn't start riots. I didn't break laws. I saw my friends, my families. They have no witnesses to prove otherwise. And he goes on, you know, it's interesting in verses 14 through 16, he says, yes, I am a believer in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I am a part of that sect of the Nazarenes. But we're not a crazy zealot group. We agree with the Jewish people everywhere about the scriptures, the commands. I have the same hope in God my accusers do. I know God is going to raise the the righteous and the wicked, and he's going to judge everyone according to their deeds, which Mm -hmm. is a fascinating verse to really look into. Your deeds matter Mm -hmm. to God. Whether you've been saved or not, your deeds matter to God. And God is going to reward the righteous based on their deeds. 
So I try to live the best I can because I believe I will be resurrected one day. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that high priest over there doesn't believe he's going to be resurrected. So technically, I'm a better Jewish guy than he is because <laughs> he has no problem breaking all the commands. Several years have gone by. I was bringing money to the Jewish people in Jerusalem to help them. And all of a sudden, this group, I was in line to enter the temple, minding my own business, and this crazy Jewish group from outside of the area comes and stirs everybody up. And they're not even here. The men that started this aren't even here. So this group, this group that's here prosecuting me, they have no clue what they're here for. The men that started it couldn't even come today. So I'm innocent Hmm. of everything. My only crime is I believe in the resurrection of the dead. And those Sadducees over there don't believe in that. This is an intra-Jewish argument. I'm on trial because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. So we're... Tertullus is trying to say it's a Roman issue. Paul's right. like, no, it's not. It's a Jewish right. issue. It's totally Jewish. And I've done nothing wrong by your Roman laws mm-hmm. and by our Jewish commands. I've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a disagreement. So drop over it. Belief. Yes. <laughs> Kick yes. it out of court and say, yes. you all go figure it out amongst yourselves. Yes. And Felix does appear to recognize that, that mm-hmm. what Paul says is right. And he also appears to know, it says he knows about the believers in Jesus, these Nazarenes, um, the followers of the way, I think they're also called. Mm -hmm. And he knows they're not troublemakers. They're not zealots. And he also knows these Sadducees hate believers. Mm -hmm. And he realizes, Paul, you are innocent. So technically, I'm supposed to let you go free. But if I let you go free, those Sadducees over there, I know how they work. They kill people right? because I use them to kill people. And Paul, they'll kill you. And then it's on me because you're a Roman citizen. So now I'm stuck in a quandary because sometimes I use those Sadducees. So I don't want to make them mad at me right? and let you go free. I still need them on my side. I still need to use them occasionally. But I can't charge you with anything because you've done nothing wrong. Right. I have there is no Roman standing here right. of a law you broke. So Felix is in this quandary and he's not enough of a good man to do the right thing. Right. Right. That alone is not enough. Right. Like I need deal. a bigger motivation right. to let you go. Yes. Because it's gonna cost me something. Yes. You know, he's hoping we find out he's hoping Paul will bribe him. Right. Because then I can let you go and I don't have to care what happens to you because I've got my money, so you're good. Right. So he keeps Paul in prison for two years. Right. Now, a few days later, he does bring Paul back in. And he, he must obviously meet with Paul regularly throughout these two years. But at least at one point, he brings Paul to see his wife. Drusilla. Who's a Jew. She is. And, but she has turned her back on everything. Mm-hmm her family, her faith. And we don't know if it's true or not, but First Fruits of Zion wonders if one of the reasons Felix brings Paul before Drusilla is because Drusilla wants to hear Paul herself because she's looking for hope. Right. Am I really in trouble? Is there a way back? Will I be forgiven? Am I stuck? Right. And Paul realizes he's speaking to this Jewish princess who has lost, let go of everything Mm -hmm. for this horrible Roman man she married. And so he, (laughs) 
Wait, Paul know. doesn't hold back? <laughs> Paul gets <laughs> passionate? Right. So Paul gives her probably the sermon of her life. Oh, my word. I can't imagine. And just, you know, he talks about the righteousness, <laughs> obedience to God's commands, self-control, not following your lust or your passions, the judgment to come. God rewards good deeds and punishes the wicked. I don't think I'd be happy and, with my husband. Yeah, I know. Felix is like, <laughs> enough. Paul, my wife is like shrinking in her chair right. as you speak. She's going to kill me. I'm going to kill you. You're out of here. Right. But not like go out of here. But not like go out of here, just out of the room. You know, but how merciful of God, Drusilla gets a chance to hear the truth. Right. Whether or not she repents, we don't know. Right. But she does get to at least hear the truth. Uh, Paul is stuck. Yes. In the house of Felix. Now, again... We don't know, but this is another thing. First Fruits of Zion just wonders, is this when the head of the church, James, the brother of Jesus, writes the letter of James? Technically Jacob. Technically Jacob, yes, <laughs> that we have in our Bibles. Because there's obviously this uh, disagreement with Paul in the way he's teaching. Right. And there are Jews that are hearing lies about Paul. Rumors. Rumors. And Paul was supposed to set the record straight in Jerusalem when he sacrificed in the temple. Right. But he didn't get a chance to finish the sacrifice. And so now James and the leaders in Jerusalem are stuck. They're left with this, is Paul for scripture? Is Paul against scripture? Is Paul for commands? Is he against it? And so James decides at this point, I'm just going to write a letter. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell people, this is how you live. Whatever you hear about Paul, this is how you live according to the covenant you're in mm -hmm. with God through the Messiah. And so he writes this letter and we call the book of James, called the book of James. <laughs> and we also know from church history, potentially Peter and John, the beloved and Andrew start traveling around Paul's old stomping grounds in Macedonia, Asia Minor. Uh, John the Beloved ends up in Ephesus okay. for a long time. And the thought is that maybe they all go to help counsel Paul's old believer, the oh, group sure. Paul left behind. Because now they're hearing Paul's in, you know, mm -hmm. Roman. He's stuck in a Roman prison. He's under trial. Let's set the record straight. Right. Check in with everyone, just like Paul right. was pretty much pick up where Paul left off because yes. he's in prison. He yes. can't do it. So we need to keep checking in. Yes. We need to make sure Paul's okay. That right. his, his people are okay. Right. And at the same time, we can pass out the letter from James. Right. Reminding people, this is how we're supposed to live as believers. Right. You know, it's an interesting thought. Sure. We don't know, but maybe it makes sense. And probably at this point, Paul is also writing letters to his friends and family. I mean, he has two years of sitting of sitting. Mm -hmm. He can't do much, so he might as well write letters. But we have no record of right. them. No written. No written. Yeah. So two years go by. Right. Felix knows that Paul is innocent, but he can't let Paul go for numerous reasons. And eventually... Nero gets fed up with hearing all of the corruption that is happening under Felix. And he recalls Felix to Rome. Okay. And Drusilla goes with him. 
But Felix still has connections in Rome, so he's not too worried about it. But he doesn't want to anger the Jewish people more than he already has. So he leaves Paul in jail. Sure, it's safer and easier. Right. And then I don't add one more reason. I ticked you, these powerful people Oops, I forgot. Right. So he and Drusilla go to Rome. Nero's like, whatever. You can keep all the money you made off the Jewish people. Keep all your wealth that you stole. Just get out of my sight. Mm -hmm. So they go to Pompeii. And last we know of history is that Drusilla's in Pompeii. And again, in 79 AD, Mount Vesuvius erupts and just destroys the town. Mm -hmm. And so the thought is, because she disappears from history, she at least is there with her two kids. Felix may be there as well, although with a different wife. They both just kind of disappear. Right. So it's interesting. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, during this... But you just ended their storyline. <laughs> their story, yeah, they're done. Like, that's all we know. We're gone. <laughs> right. Now, but we will find out more about Drusilla's family, but that's later. Also, doing these during this two years, this could be when Luke is traveling around the area and he is prepping all his notes to write the gospel of Luke. Sure. He's talking to believers. He's interviewing disciples, Mm -hmm. witnesses, getting those eyewitness accounts for the book of Luke. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's probably putting notes in order for the beginning of the book of Acts as well. Mm -hmm. Because why not? Luke, I mean, Paul, I made sure you had food this week. Right. (laughs) I'm going to Jerusalem. I'll be back. This is when church meals started. Right. (laughs) Right. You get them on Monday. I'll get Tuesday. Exactly. (laughs) Just don't forget, you know, fish on Friday. Yep. Yeah. So that's, it was thought obviously (laughs) Only on a Wednesday. (laughs) Anyways. Right. Uh, so it's not a completely just sitting sedentary time. Right. Luke's probably doing things. Yes. Paul's probably doing things. Right. The church, the leadership in Jerusalem is doing things. Right. So God is still moving. Right. Even when we feel like we're sitting. We're sitting. Yes. Which is a fascinating thought. Dad. Right now. But. <laughs> Love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to explain this if you keep bringing it up. Eventually we will. Yeah. All right, and then chapter, that was chapter 24. Yes, and I think let's just end it here. Okay. And then we'll just get into chapter 25 next week. Do you want to give a little? We meet a new governor. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you have something in. No, no, we can wait. Okay. A cliffhanger, is that what you're Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. What happens when the new governor comes to town? Something to draw them back next week. What does he do with Paul? Oh, brother. Everyone's going to go, we already know that one. He goes to Rome. <laughs> um, what happens with Drusilla's family? Oh, there we go. Let's come back to Drusilla's family. Herod's family is fascinating. Yeah, it's like he, a major soap opera. Here's Erica geeking oh, out Oh, my again. word. It is. They are fascinating. Yes. So thanks for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this. Don't forget, as always, we do have social media. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. You can jump on Erica's website, ericavanheitsma.com to leave comments we would love for you to share this episode with somebody we'd love to hear if you do want erica to geek out on the herods or some more church history like They're that fun <laughs> fascinating you know, we might have to do that series sometime right but as always don't forget rate subscribe share leave a review on itunes if you can and have a good week Bye bye <laughs>